this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. In doing so, it gets us into God's Word. It keeps us in God's Word. And since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, it helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith. But it also helps keep us connected with God because it is God's Word. It helps us to have a better, more positive and spiritual outlook on life and a mindset that helps us to better be able to deal with whatever the day throws at us. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't you? Probably some within your own family, in fact. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. With your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally with everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technolog- uh, technological means as well. But you may help somebody turn their lives around spiritually and help them ultimately get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them every day. So make up your mind to do that. Now, that'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. Make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about light, but not just light in general. We're talking about the light of God's word or the light of Christ, the light of Christianity. Now, again, we talked about the technical understanding of light and light coming into being when an electron smashes into an atom, so to speak. And then if when that happens, then light comes forth. Now, you might have a lot of power there, but if the right combination does not take place, there's no light, no light. And when the power does not move, then even though there may be a lot of power present, no light shines. You have to have that right combination. You have to have that, that, those electrons there and the atoms there, and they've got to come together in the right combination, and then light comes forth. Well, we're talking ultimately not about physical light, but we're using that simply as an illustration of how we need to become the light of Christ in our lives, in the world around us. We need to, in a sense, become God's light bulbs. Well, maybe that's a rather trivial-sounding kind of illustration or characterization, but it really, we can relate to it. We need to become spiritual lights, not through something that we simply conjure up in our own minds, but because we live by the light of God's word, and the light of God's word reflects God and Christ who brought us the light of the gospel message, the message of forgiveness and salvation and eternal life. We talked about in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, how Jesus came as that light. He brought the message of light to dispel the darkness of sinfulness within humanity, and we are, as a people as a whole, the humanity as a whole, we're engulfed in the darkness of sin. And Jesus brought the light of the gospel message through which we can be saved 
and be guaranteed of eternal life with him in heaven. And that's the light of God's word. And ultimately, as we do that, then we become Christians and we become light because we are living the Christian life. We are living a life that reflects Christ in us because we're living by the word of God. In Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 27, so he, that is Christ, came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, that is the law of Moses, he took him up in his arms. Who took him up in his arms? A man named Simeon. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant, that is Simeon, depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now, Simeon, who was Simeon? Well, we go back to verse 25. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Savior. And so when Jesus' parents brought him to the temple, well, here's Simeon. He recognizes Jesus to be the fulfillment of what the Holy Spirit had told him he would ultimately see. And so he says those words. He's, he's thanking God in essence. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Simeon was up in years. You're letting me die now in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. What did he see? The Christ child. Which you have prepared for the face of all peoples, a light, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles, to the unbelievers, and the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus came to teach the gospel to the Israelites first, the Jews first, and through them they were to carry the gospel message to the unbelievers all over the world. Jesus brought that light of the gospel of Christ, the message of forgiveness and salvation to all mankind when he came into this world in physical form as the Savior. In Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 14, the apostle Paul wrote, Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now, who would be the dead who needs to arise from the dead? Physically dead? No. Dead in sin. Remember, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But we've got to be in Christ in order to escape the death, the eternal death, the eternal condemnation of sin. Awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead, dead in your sins, and Christ will give you light. Light. Oh my. 
very vivid imagery again, and it's repeated over and over again. We noted how Jesus said himself that he is the light of the world in John chapter 8 and verse 12, and John chapter 9 and verse 5. In Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, beginning with verse 12, we read this. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, that would have been John, his cousin, John the Immerser, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. By the prophet Isaiah. Jesus fulfilled prophecy repeatedly through his ministry on this earth. Here's the prophet. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness, the Gentiles, the unbelievers who sat in darkness, have seen a great light. The Savior came into the world, Jesus. He brought the light of forgiveness and salvation and redemption through the gospel message that he brought to mankind everywhere. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light was dawned. I don't know how we can fully wrap our minds around what Jesus did or what God did through Jesus by sending him into this world as the Savior to bring the light of the message of salvation, the light of forgiveness, and that light being the gospel of Christ. Imagine if imagine if you were blind, or maybe you knew somebody who was blind, totally blind, could not see, and then through some wonderful process of medical technology, their sight was restored. Can you even begin to imagine how happy, how joyful, how overjoyed that person would be to be able to see again, to be able to see light, to be able to see colors, imagery, to be able to see the wind rustling through the leaves of the trees and the grass on the ground? Can you imagine that? Well, if you've never been in that position, we cannot fully grasp the feelings, the emotions that must go through such an individual's mind and heart as they suddenly are able to experience sight like they have not for years or maybe for all of their life. They can see. They can see the light all around them. Well, imagine the unbelievers of Jesus' day, and really the unbelievers of our day today, who live in the darkness of sin with no hope eternally, no hope spiritually. And then they learn the gospel of Christ and they find that hope and they become Christians. They step into the light of Christ, 
of Christianity. How overjoyed they must be from a spiritual perspective. I remember after an older lady, an elderly lady, was baptized one time many, many years ago. As I helped her back to her apartment, she just couldn't stay still. She just kind of jiggled all over and said how happy she was. She was happy because she was in the light of Christianity. We'll study further next time. Let's pray together now. Father, thank you for sending Jesus with the light of the gospel, the light of Christianity. Thank you, Father, for blessing us to be able to learn about that light and to have the opportunity to step into it as we repent of our sins and surrender our lives to our Lord and Savior in baptism for the remission of our sins. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Please forgive us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.